This is Tom Koslick, the head of research and analytics at Hilltop Securities. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this time for today's episode of our Hilltop Talks Politics and Finance podcast series for 2021. During these Hilltop Talks discussions, we consider topics that and themes that intersect both the worlds of politics and finance at the federal, state, and local levels in the United States. We often concentrate on issues related to U.S. public finance and the municipal bond market. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about how technological change is coming to the municipal bond market. It is coming. It's ever so slowly coming, but it is coming. Many will admit that those participating in the municipal bond market have been very resistant to change over the years, if not decades. But technological change is here, and more and more uh, folks in the market are beginning to embrace it. An example is in the fact that electronic trading platforms or alternative trading systems accounted for over half of all state and local debt-related trades between dealers over the last five years, and that's per uh, MSRB uh, data. So to talk about electronic trading or e-trading, which is an area where technological change intersects with sales, trading, and credit in, in the municipal bond market, I have James Morris from Investor Tools with me today. Thanks for joining us today, James. We are very happy to have you. Thanks, Tom. I'm delighted to be here. I'd like to briefly introduce Investor Tools for those of our listeners who are not very familiar. Investor Tools is a software company and has been a leading provider of tools for and software for institutional fixed income investors for about 35 years. Their software is used by over 250 financial institutions to manage the daily challenges unique to fixed income portfolio managers, traders, and credit analysts. James has been with Investor Tools for 20 years now. After graduating from Illinois Wesleyan University, he began with the firm in a client services role and then later transitioned into account management. He now serves as senior vice president and he co-leads the development of their next step into the electronic trading space, which is called the Investor Tools Dealer Network. James, when I think of Investor Tools, I think of your credit scope platform, which I have used before, and I know there's a large part of the municipal bond industry, especially credit analysts that also use credit scope. But that's mainly a credit-related tool that's included in your suite of products. Now, you have what you're referring to as your Investor Tools Dealer Network. What exactly is that Investor Tools Dealer Network? So, thanks, Tom. It's most simple form, the dealer network is really a feature that's integrated into the investor tools suite that allows our clients to have direct trading connectivity with the dealers that they trade bonds with. So is this an e-trading platform? Is it correct to call it an e-trading platform or an alternative trading system? Well, I don't think it's, it's not exactly a platform. It's it's a really, it's interesting, it's nuanced. I said, so the feature does enable clients to e-trade, but it's more like a hub and spoke system of independent connections between client systems and dealers. Then could you go into a little more detail about the investors in the investor tool dealer network? Sure. So what we've got is um, it's a system of, we're basically direct connections allow our deal these dealers who clients already have a relationship with 
to stream their market data via fixed connection typically to that connected client individually. And so that client in their with their investor tool suite, I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to talk about some more products, but perform really is where the uh, dealer connection feature lives. And it allows those dealers to stream that market data right into perform. Uh, where it can be ingested and integrated with all the different tools and other data that's in that client system. So it's not really a common platform that people are logging into. It's, I guess the beauty of it is, it's each client's unique instance of the investor tool suite is able to now receive that market data, um, bonds that are available for them to take action on to trade um, right in the system that they're already using for portfolio management, credit analysis, as you mentioned, um, and really uh, trade allocation, order management. And so um, it really allows the clients to quickly make trading decisions and engage with the dealer if they should desire. Right. So I've traditionally thought of investor tools, as I described earlier, as a software company that specialized in uh, credit analysis and portfolio management tools. Why is it that the firm has moved into this uh, dealer connection network? Yeah, so I think to help folks understand it, they'll, uh, I guess the simple way is to say that it's, it was kind of a natural evolution, but you need to know a little bit about the firm's history. So way back in the 80s when we were founded, we focused initially on, and we've always been focused on fixed income, we really focused on uh, municipal market and muni bond fund management. So we started out focusing on portfolio management, but as the market has evolved, um, we have also evolved. And so we've kind of added on credit analysis with uh, credit scope. And then the market has kind of, had, we saw a really a significant growth in separate account space. And so we uh, went through long-term relationship with clients, really we were guided and asked to develop features to help them uh, kind of deal with that, that market evolution market change and so we developed features to help them with separate accounts including compliance uh, and allocation tools that which really resolved itself into uh, handling order management and that has kind of extended into trade decision making tools and this dealer network really is brings it all together uh, so this was a kind of the natural evolution of where our clients have asked us to go over time it was just a natural to allow them to, if they had tools that they were using in the system to, to evaluate uh, securities that they could be trading, the next step was to make it really easy to do that evaluation and do it quickly, as opposed to hop around uh, kind of all the different places that they could look for bonds. So maybe what it is that you just described is sort of going to an answer uh, the question that I'm going to ask you as a follow-up, because I'm wondering what it is that makes this uh, dealer network different than other trading platforms like TradeWeb or Bloomberg or Market Access. I'm wondering, uh, you know, if this is just going to be one more place that uh, folks are going to look for bonds or is there some kind of uh, different compelling uh, difference or advantage? Yeah, no, you're, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, what makes this different is that with each one of those other Kind of places that they could that a client could go to look for bonds what happens is they i guess what i've experienced is our clients have only so much screen real estate and 
they know that they can go to the various ATSs and look for bonds, but they, if they have to keep hopping around, uh, it just makes the whole process less efficient. And so I guess to your, the point of your question really is like, why is this any different than just another place? And so what all of those venues supply, um, I think there's a lot, there's, there's some really interesting things that each one of them do and I'll, we can talk about that in a little bit, but I, in the context of the question, they're aggregating certain parts of the market. And so are we just providing some uh, other partial market aggregation? Uh, and the answer is no. What, what, we're, what we're doing that is different is we're, we are aggregating the market, we're bringing the secondary, but we're bringing it into that same system that the clients are already using uh, to evaluate their portfolios, to understand risk, uh, and to um, make their own kind of other credit determinations and, and that they're using to allocate their bonds. And so what that really means, it doesn't, that sounds fairly um, simple, but the magic of it is that we're, by bringing that data into that syst into the system, like they are using our system to house all of their proprietary information. So their internal credit research, um, all the holdings that they have in each one of their products and how they break down. And they can they want to be able to use that data to make trade decisions, but by having to navigate to a non-integrated system, like that just makes it very complicated. It makes the more hops. And so with the market today, one of uh, people are always wrestling with um, how do I scale my business and they're being asked to do more with less and so efficiency is very important and so this is like the ultimate efficiency play it means that you don't you no longer have to our clients will no longer have to navigate and platform hop to find those bonds that might fit their their needs they can use one system to determine the kinds of bonds that they have needs for they can use that determination to really face and query the bonds that are available in the market and then they can take action right in that same interface so is it possible for you to give us some examples of uh, client data integration that's made possible by this uh, investor tools dealer network that our listeners are going to be able to find, uh, you know, e I mean, interesting and really relate to, especially if they're already using uh, some of your software products like CreditScope. Sure. So there's a few, there's a few um, kind of different examples that, that I think people will relate to. And so the, I'll start with the simplest one, and that is um, like dynamically using the holdings in your portfolio to find matchers. And so you can like, Matchers seem simple, but there's always like, when is a matcher really a matcher? And so a client may want to uh, say, look, I want to find, I want to build positions and I want to buy more of the zip, of the securities that I already hold. So that's kind of a, a, a simple workflow. And so they could upload a list of securities to uh, a different venue. But what happens is with, with our system, the system already knows kind of on a live basis what their different positions are and which portfolios hold those bonds and so what will often happen is someone will want to know well do i own this bond in order for it to be a matcher for me i have to own it in my product or my fund or i have to 
own it in my product and my fund. And there's other additional criteria like, you know what, I, I want to have owned it for at least 90 days. I don't want it to be a position that we've brought in in kind in this, as, a, as we've brought in a new uh, SMA portfolio. I want, and I also want it to have a positive outlook from my credit analysts. That level of information is all present and able to be integrated and tied into your searching in our kind of in our dealer network region of the investor tools suite. And that level of detail would be very difficult um, to, to integrate with some external system. So is, so. The, tr is the trading on the platform anonymous? How does that work? That's a, that's a good question. So it's not. Um, so one of the things that that uh, about the dealer network is that what what it really is uh, fundamentally is it's those direct connections with dealers. So it's all disclosed, and so and and we are not intermediating trades over here at Investor Tools. What we're really doing is providing connectivity between a dealer trading desk and the client trading desk, and but we're just facilitating it in a way such that it that data is flowing right into the system that they're already using for the rest of their portfolio management. So I guess back to the, is it anonymous? It's not anonymous, it's fully disclosed and it's it's um, the same as if they were more or less face-to-face that's -face, just virtual. So you've mentioned that the uh, system uses a hub and spoke architecture. Can you uh, talk about that a little bit? Sure, and so this, what, what's unique about this is that what, what, what a hub and spoke architecture really means is that um, at Investor Tools, we have created a hub. And so we work through the connections at, so I think I mentioned that it uses kind of fix. And so what we'll do is we will work through the, um, the nuances and the details of constructing a fixed connection um, between kind of our hub and the dealer so that the dealer uh, really only has to work with us to create uh, and and kind of translate and learn how to speak fix with us and us to learn how to speak fix with them, if you will. But then the spoke, uh, each one of our clients is an individual spoke. And so what we've done is we've turned on the ability or enabled the ability for our clients um, who have a, an instance of our system kind of usually deployed locally on their, in their um, kind of on their architecture, they can just flip a switch effectively and turn on that fixed connection to this hub. And so that they, what, what it delivers to the client is an individualized connection to the dealers that they already have relationships with. What it delivers to the dealer is many connections with Many of the portfolio of our, excuse me, the perform clients, um, but they only really have to work through the deployment of one fixed connection. Right. So if a client sees something um, through that connection that uh, they like, uh, but they want to negotiate, how you know what happens then? Uh, how is it that this is best described? Is it kind of an inventory only, or what happens? Um, Kind of after they go through the process that you've just been describing, they identify something, as I just mentioned, that they like and they'd like to start uh, negotiating. Sure. So what's what they can do is they'll, they'll typically, a client will go through and search, they'll face kind of the, there's kind of three different contexts that they might use to really search for securities on the dealer network. But ultimately, when they decide they want to buy something, they can 
they can do a straight lift. They can, uh, most of the dealers, and will at this point support the ability for the client to show them a bid and they're direct connected through fix right to the dealer's trading desk. So um, when they decide on a level that they would like to um, show the, the dealer, the they can change the level. They uh, basically click a button and it sends their bid out to the dealer. The dealer uh, sees something integrated that's integrated into their trading system. They they see that client X, person X, that client X wants to, has shown them this bid and then they can make their determination about whether they want to uh, show a counter or whether they want to accept that. And uh, they can negotiate and ultimately culminate in an execution. So let me step back for a second. So uh, as you're describing that process, I'm wondering, is this designed this dealer network, uh, this dealer network connection is this designed to compete with the electronic trading platforms and ATSs like Icebonds, TradeWeb, and Market Access? Well, it's not. It's not designed to compete with them. Those platforms, uh, as, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, they they are phenomenal aggregators and um, they represent a different segment of the e-trading market and they mm -hmm. each offer their own kind of unique value proposition. Uh, so I guess, in fact, they're, they're different enough that uh, we will be bringing that segment of the market onto the dealer network. Okay. So I'm wondering uh, from a investor tools perspective, uh, how is it that you were positioned to go down the path of creating this dealer network uh, before it actually came out a year or so ago. So it's, a, it's interesting. We The good thing is we started out back in the 80s as uh, a firm that was serving municipal fund families. And like I said, we've grown into a kind of all fixed income type of a, a platform um, or, or a we serve all di all different fixed income shops, um, but our those relationships that we that we started out with and what we've had for a long time, we've had very strong rela relationships with the buy side in the muni market, but also with the dealers on the muni market. We have uh, something called Perform FSD. FSD stands for for securities dealers. We have a a dealer facing product, so we've had long standing relationships with both the buy side and the sell side, and as we've uh, been evolving uh, and we've and actually what was interesting was what happened was we've had we've had such success working with um, the buy side and develop to develop um, separate account related management features um, there was this kind of natural push to go this way but ultimately the trigger point was uh, actually one of the dealers that we had a relationship with um, was out learning about how they could better serve the separate accounts market. And they said that there was a common theme, the common theme about among their clients that uh, they wanted to engage with was that they were all using perform. And so we, they actually came to us and said, Hey, like, have you thought about this? And we said, that's funny. You should mention that we've been, we've been uh, ex exploring going down this path. And uh, that's really what led us down the path of, uh, direct connectivity and uh, putting putting our buy side clients and dealers together. Okay, so for the for the for the clients, um, dealers and folks on the buy side, are you hearing that 
the investor tools dealer network is uh, m- you know making a difference in their ability to uh, I was I mean on the one hand find bonds but you know really what it sounds like this is really going to help also do is help them find the right you know you know in a quicker fashion find the right bonds and I, I think you actually hit the nail on the head it's not that it's not that folks have had trouble necessarily quote unquote finding a bond in the past i think that this the feedback that we're hearing is that this has helped folks find the right bond now it's been an interesting secondary market uh, over the past nine months and so i think um the right finding the right bond there's an attribute of structure to that but there's also um kind of a value or uh, a price side to that equation and so uh, we've certainly been hearing that um, on the structural side of things, we we are helping people to identify well what is the right bond, uh, and this has really the dealer network has really helped people find um, those bonds that are available that meet those kind of right bond criteria, uh, and it's helped people to do that faster. It's certainly over let's say in August and September, um, we are hearing lots of stories about people being able to take advantage of the little bit of additional value that was present in the odd lot market. Uh, And so I think to the extent that that value represents uh, the right bond, we've been hearing that as part of the story as well. So it it has made a difference. Uh, I don't don't think anyone uh, is abandoning every other uh, avenue for finding bonds, but I certainly get receiving feedback that um, it's been a, a tremendous value add for our clients and that their intention is to continue using it and uh, it, it will probably take on uh, and represent more of their trading as they get comfortable with it. And you mentioned one of the one of the things that, that I've been living recently is change is difficult. Uh, change is difficult. The new technology is difficult uh, and and it just takes time and, and changing our workflows are, are difficult. So but but we're seeing it happen. It's, it's an exciting time. Let me ask you one more thing, and the, la- the the item that I'd like to leave folks with is what is the next uh, iteration of the Investor Tools dealer network? What's next? What is, uh, is there something that uh, is in development that you've been talking to people about that's going to be out, you know, 2021 is almost over, we're almost into 2022. What is next where the Investor Tools dealer network is concerned? Yeah, I think we're, there's an expansion of connectivity. So, we're, so I think um, maybe one way to think about that is um, a, a much greater uh, depth and breadth to the number of items that will be present in the dealer network, the number of dealers who are, uh, who are uh, participating. That's certainly going to be uh, a kind of a major point of development over the next year. And I would say that the other focus is uh, going to be on efficiency. And when I say efficiency, it's really trading efficiency. How do we help clients uh, engage with, it's not just finding that right bond, but when you find many of the right bond, how do we help them quickly engage with those dealers? Uh, so I think those are those are really two of the of the foci over the next year it's going to be better more streamlined protocols and uh, tools to to help quickly engage with many securities and uh, adding more securities to the integration i'm looking forward to seeing that in action uh james thanks very much for joining us today and talking 
uh, through these things with us. I really enjoyed our discussion. Oh, thanks, Tom. It was great. I really appreciate uh, being invited. I don't get to do this type of thing often, uh, but I love it. So thank you very much. Well, after we after you go through some of those uh, uh, future iterations that you just talked about, we'll have you back and we'll uh, get another status update because it sounds as though this is a uh, work in progress. So thank you. For those uh, interested, uh, you can see all of the recent Hilltop Securities economic and municipal commentary and listen to our podcasts by going to hilltopsecurities.com backslash commentary. And you can follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks to James. We look forward to bringing you more color in the future related to topics that intersect the world of politics, finance, and public finance. This has been Hilltop Talks, and I am Tom Kozak from Hilltop Securities. Thanks for listening to Hilltop Talks, a Hilltop Securities podcast where we navigate the impact of politics and finance on the financial markets. For those interested, you can view our Hilltop Securities economic and municipal commentary by visiting hilltopsecurities.com backslash municipal dash commentary and hilltopsecurities.com backslash economic dash commentary. You can also follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thanks again, everyone, for subscribing, tuning in, and participating. We look forward to bringing you more color in the future on topics that intersect both the world of politics and finance. This has been Tom Koslick at Hilltop Securities. This communication is intended for educational and informational purposes only and does not constitute legal or investment advice, nor is it an offer or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any investment or other specific product or service. Financial transactions may be dependent upon many factors such as, but not limited to, interest rates, tax rates, supply, and change in laws, rules and regulations, as well as changes in credit quality and rating agency considerations. The effect of such changes in such assumptions may be material and could affect the projected results. Any outcome or result Hilltop Securities or any of its employees may have achieved on behalf of our clients in previous matters does not necessarily indicate similar results can be obtained in the future for current or potential clients. Hilltop Securities makes no claim the use of this communication will assure a successful outcome. For additional information, comments, or questions, please contact Hilltop Securities, Inc. Hilltop Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Hilltop Holdings, New York Stock Exchange, ticker symbol HTH. Hilltop Securities is located at 717 North Harwood Street, Dallas, Texas, 75201. Phone number 833-4-HILLTOP, H-I-L-L-T-O-P, and is a member of the New York Stock Exchange, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, and the Securities Investor Protection Corporation. Thank you.